Welcome back. It's Tuesday, July 9th, and episode 39 of Random Encounters in the Library is here. It's Literary Tuesday. So, before we dive into our Lensman Saga Book 1, I wanted to say that I appreciate you all listening, and if you get a chance, if you could share this with um, others, that would be fantastic. Feedback is always welcome and indeed encouraged. And um, especially now, because things have been kind of rough, there have been setbacks, and I've been trying to push through with the various creative endeavors. And it gets difficult sometimes. So anything you all could do <clears throat> would be greatly appreciated. Now, on to the show. So, today's <laughs> selection is Lensman Saga Book 1, Triplanetary, by E.E. E. Doc Smith. And, um, originally published in 1948, um, it follows, follows, <laughs> it's a grand galactic, uh, masterpiece where there's two galaxies, basically, that, um, millions upon millions of years ago, um, 2,000 million years or so, to be precise, two galaxies were colliding or passing through each other. Um, and basically, the, um, there are two races, the Edor and the Arisians. And, um, the Edor are kind of like interdimensional uh, beings that are really self-absorbed. <laughs> and then the Arisians are um, very uh, noble and, you know, trying to help people out. So... The planet Idor is described as large and dense. Its liquid is a poisonous sludgy syrup, its atmosphere a foul and corrosive fog. And uh, the Rigian's uh, planet is Earth-like in composition and atmosphere and climate. Um, and they're described as humanoid, but the Ador are kind of like a uh, Shoggoth. They're, um, they can change their shape and their texture. Um, they could uh, produce or extrude uh, members, you know, arms or tentacles or whatever, um, as needed. 
They could be, um, like, harden their bodies or soften them or whatever. And, um, asexual. And, um, so they just <laughs> are galactic jerks, basically. And, um, they cannot die except for, like, violence. You know, if something tries to kill them, but they can't get sick or, you know, die from old age. So, but they can split. Um, they can't have children, but they kind of, like, split in half and then become um, two new people, or Adorns. But, um, with all of the memories of the original, so. Yep. Eventually, they destroy any other, uh, life on their planet that gets in their way, or that would, yeah, get in their way. <laughs> and then, um, they kind of, um fight for who's the uh, supreme Edoran and then it just like goes down from there so it's like there's the um, the supreme leader <laughs> kind of like to take a note from what is that Balstar Galactica I don't know imperious leader and then there's like sub leaders so, it's kind of like a boardroom kind of thing. There's the person in charge, the all-highest, his ultimate supremacy. That's it. And a group of about a dozen others, only infinitesimally weaker, became his council, a cabinet which was later to become known as the Innermost Circle. So... It's a bunch of yes-men, basically. Because if you disagree, usually you'll get um, destroyed. So as the uh, two galaxies are passing through each other, and the um, all-highest in his innermost circle are in, um, like, psychic conference, um, they... Um, mentally detect the presence of an Arisian. So, um, the All-Highest says, is uh, talking, Very well, we will now confer as to, But hold! That thought is not one of ours. Who are you, stranger, to dare to intrude thus upon a conference of the innermost circle? And the Arisian says, I'm in Philister, a younger student of the planet Arisia. I am not intruding, as you know. I have not touched any one of your minds, have not read any one of your thoughts. I've been waiting for you to notice my presence so that we could become acquainted with each other. A surprising development, truly. We have thought for many cycles of time that we were the only highly advanced life in this universe. 
Be silent, worm. In the presence of the masters, lend your ship and surrender, and your planet will be allowed to serve us. Refuse or even hesitate, and every individual of your race shall die. Worm? Masters? Land my ship? Surrender? Serve you? I seem to be receiving your thought without ambiguity, but your meaning is entirely... Address me as your supremacy, and the all-high... <laughs> the all-high-highest directed coldly. Land now or die now. This is your last warning. So, yeah, they run across some, like, Arisian... <laughs> kind of like a kid or whatever. And it's like... Um, they're all, like... Yeah, reprimanding him, and he's like, what? Yeah, you're not getting me. So basically, he was there mentally, and then he just kind of blips out. The Arisians have, like, um, a um, psychic gestalt, um, and they cause the uh, Ador to um, forget that they met this person. And then they go about trying to mask themselves so the Adorians um, don't try to wipe them out. So the Ador go back to basically pruning their galaxy and seeking out galaxies that are planets that they feel would. Um, work against them, be a hindrance to them in the future. And the Arisians are kind of trying to prune, basically, these different planets um, to be a force for uh, galactic good, so to speak. Um, the uh, Enphilister asks uh, the rest of the Arisians... <laughs> why you didn't just kill him, but, um, you know, they, they say that basically the, if they killed him, they wouldn't be able to escape their wrath. So, um, the, so this first part of the book, um, which is called The Dawn, and it um, deals with the introduction of the Adorians and the Arisians. Um, the Ador, the Arisians slip under the radar, basically. And um, there's there ends up being four planets that they've kind of, um, well, they have um, encouraged their development. And... Um, it's very reminiscent of eugenics because it's like they'll kind of set up, you know, people like, oh, if you like encourage people to like smart people to mate with smart people or whatever, basically eugenics type stuff. Um, the adore. Continue to not know about Arisia, but they um, 
know about these four planets, and they have to do something to uh, get rid of the um, what they see is bad um, stuff that would eventually work against them. So the first part, um, there's Atlantis, and it is very uh, Kirby-esque, even though this is, well, concurrent to Kirby's uh, first work at Timely, because Kirby did some Captain America stuff, but it's before any of Kirby's, like, space god stuff but basically Atlantis uh, and these different uh, colonies have um, atomic energy <laughs> it's so um, and then something happens in Atlanta Atlantis bleh, falls beneath the waves and then you have Rome because they have democracy later on so the Adorians want to uh, get rid of that. So um, it's very cool how they've um, how Mr. Smith has uh, worked in these historical things. Basically, the Arisians are trying to groom humanity and these other um, races to. Um, have the um, physical and mental uh, um, perfection to be able to use the uh, lenses, which I haven't gotten to yet, so I don't know what they are. But it'll give them the ability to fight the Adorians and help bring peace to the galaxies. Not just our galaxy. Because eventually the two galaxies will pass through each other. Um, and the uh, humanity has to be ready for that. So. That'll be it. We'll talk about gaming stuff next. Since um, the main thing in... This first part is the introduction of the Adorians and the Arisians. Um, and they're so <laughs> beyond normal like um, character classes or whatever. Um, basically, they'd work best as... Um, NPC races, um, behind-the-scenes players. Um, basically, they're very reminiscent of the Shadows and the Vorlons in Babylon 5, which, funny enough, <laughs> J. Michael Straczynski, who created Babylon 5, has a quote on the back of the book. So, I'm not sure if it'll follow that arc I can't really see the Arisians turning out to be uh, jerks, but you never know. Um, but using the, those two races as an example, 
I kind of go behind the scenes and kind of tempt or trick or, you know, get people to, hey, I'll, I'll do this for you if you do that or whatever. Um, in Dungeon Crawl Classics, they'd be good for uh, patrons. Um, and since they're both highly... Um, like um, their mental processes and stuff um, are highly developed and they can, you know, psychically link or like the Adorans, Adorians can like uh, mind blast or whatever. Um, it might be a good uh, thing for using with like psychic psionic rules um like that could be like their gift is to uh, reach into your mind and unlock some psychic ability or whatever um I uh, haven't looked too far into that but that'll be my next little project um developing a patron write-up for these two uh races <coughs> sorry and um yes they'd be very good for intrigue um add a little something to fantasy setting or if you're doing post-apocalyptic it could be the Adorian, Adorians or part of you know reducing <laughs> the uh, civilization to you know its current status and the Arisians are trying to bring people back and the Adorians are like you know I'll give you power if you you know but the Arisians are like, I'll help you get get to somewhere safe. Um, be good uh, crawl jammer material or star crawl or whatever. And uh, yes, there, there you have it. That's the first part. So I'm splitting this up because the uh, text is a bit dense. Um, this is also a, uh, <clears throat> iBooks, um, version, and I've already come across a few, uh, <laughs> misspellings, so <laughs> I'm trying to read quickly, and then I go, come across the word, and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, the first... It's split up uh, book one, book two, book three. Book one is Dawn, and that's Arisia and Edor, Fall of Atlantis, Fall of Rome. Book two, which we'll be doing next, is uh, The World War. And that's split into three bits, uh, 1918, 1941, and the 19-mark. So World War One, Two, and Three. So, alright, until next time, I'd also like to say that I love feedback, 
and um, hearing from you guys, um, so especially using the um, anchor messaging system, um, emails, and James Yoder underscore artist at yahoo.com. Um, there's the gaming blog, randomencountersohio.blogspot.com. Um, all that stuff, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, thanks for listening. That's what keeps me going with this. Um, so take care and catch you later. A little additional info here. Uh, recently I've discovered a horror uh, literary, well, not totally horror. It started out with Stephen King, though, so forgive me for misattributing it. <laughs> but um, it's a horror literary film podcast called Black Ink Red Film. And um, that's the website. The address is blackinkredfilm.com. So they talk about the novels and their uh, cinema counterparts, starting with Pet Cemetery, and then The Shining, and then Third Was Carrie, and then they did a, a revisit episode for. Pet Cemetery when the uh, new film came out. So it's um, sounds pretty good. It's kind of what I've been looking for. So if anybody knows of any other um, podcasts like that, let me know. Um, I might go ahead and put the link in the show notes. And in, in addition to that, um, I've also went ahead and um, set up the uh, podcast for monetization. So if you want to um, chip in for as little as 99 cents a month, uh, you can help support uh, what I'm doing here. Um, And then it goes up from there. It's just a monthly thing. So... And that would be great. And I can see about what extra stuff I can throw together. So, um, hope you all enjoy Black Ink Red Film. Um, this is me signing off. Um, hope you get back to the library soon. Take care. Bye.